I dreamed a dream and I thought it true concerning Franklin and his gallant crew. Through cruel hardships they vainly strove, their ships on mountains of ice they drove. The lonely Eskimo with his skin canoe was the only one who made it through. From Lady Franklin's Lament, 1852. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for February 1st through 8th, 2013, the last quarter of the Wolf Moon. Here we are in February with some calendar events. February 1st is St. Bridget's Day on the Christian calendar. Bridget, or Bride, or Breed, was a pagan goddess who became a quasi-historical figure, a companion of St. Patrick, and one of the patron saints of Ireland. February 2nd is Imalg, the midwinter quarter day on the pagan Celtic calendar. In the U.S., it's also Groundhog Day, when you should still have half your wood and half your hay. February 7th is the anniversary of Amelia Earhart's famously reluctant marriage to publisher George Putnam in 1931. Some natural events for this quarter moon. Survival in the wild north in winter can be risky, as the fate of the lost Franklin expedition shows. Sir John Franklin and 128 crew left England in summer 1845 to find the Northwest Passage. And over the next several years, all were lost in the barren, unforgiving Arctic. Twenty search expeditions over many decades found bones and artifacts and Inuit legends indicating that the men died from cold, starvation, lead poisoning, scurvy, inadequate clothing, and just plain not buttoning up. Ernest Thompson Seton, 1860-1946, Canadian woodcrafter and early survivalist, says about surviving in the cold north. For a man who has lost, the three great dangers in order of importance are fear, cold, and hunger. He may endure extreme hunger for a week and extreme cold for a day, but extreme fear may undo him in an hour. There is no guarding against the greatest danger excepting by assuring him that he is fortified against the other two. Seton goes on to list foods to be found in northern winter, including snowshoe hair, mice, ants, wood grubs, and boot leather. On eating one's boots, he quotes Mark Twain on such an occasion, saying, the holes tasted the best. Seton also suggests any fungus growing on rotten wood and several kinds of lichens as foods. The most available lichens are Iceland moss, Cetraria Icelandica, a large flattened species that looks a bit like seaweed, reindeer moss, Cladonia rangiferina, the fine gray-green variety that grows on open ledges, and rock tripe, 
Umbilicaria arctica, which grows on the side of boulders and upright ledges. These, like your boots, are best boiled first. Here's a rank opinion. It seems that the Franklin expedition was killed by two things. Too little preparation and too much grandiosity. Franklin insisted that his officers wear standard-issue British uniforms, silk braid, brass buttons, and all. These were clearly not adequate for the conditions. Their ships were elegant enough, but couldn't withstand the pressures of being frozen into sea ice for so long. Searchers, searchers found monogrammed silverware, china plates, and poorly made tin cans soldered with lead next to frozen corpses, or so the story goes. The Franklin expedition has become a metaphor for the pride of empire coming before its fall, trying to prove its superiority over others, trying to impose its will on the vast, uninterested powers of nature, trying to bend the laws of earth and sky and history to its own conceits, trying and failing, and then blaming it on the weather or the food or the natives. <laughs>